we're back. The intruder just turned out to be uh, a sad old man with an eye patch hiding in a cardboard box, so completely harmless. <laughs> On with the podcast. You say that, but where did the sad old man in the cardboard box get your keycard from? <gasps> what about skullduggery in RPGs, tabletop role-playing games? Because again, you've got that benefit of being able to look someone in the eyes while you lie into their very soul. Yeah. Yeah. Break their heart with your poisoned words. It definitely depends on the RPG you're playing. Mm, yes, and I mean, the group. And the group. I mean, things like D and D, Pathfinder, um, which we've talked about before. You're, you're not less likely to lie because, well, it's high fantasy, and you're really good at hitting things generally. Yeah, there's. Yeah, well, you're supposed to be sort of a supportive group, aren't you? Is it? Fantasy team. Yeah, I mean, role playing, tabletop role playing by its very nature is cooperative. Even yeah. though you might compete against the dungeon master or the games master or the storyteller's creations, yeah, yeah, uh, you're not actually in competition. You're all working together in order to have fun. So lying might be something that comes up uh, as part of sort of plot twists or yeah. uh, characters trying to get out of trouble or things like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, it has come up inter-party, inter-party arguments. Yeah, you're into the realm of inter-party conflict and yes. such like, which is a tricky area. We might go into in a in a second. Um, yeah. And I'm sure Colin's got an anecdote or two about this. I can see him <laughs> grinning already. We've got one way that that I mean, when you're when you're sat around playing resistance, I mean, obviously the game is designed for you to lie. You can say anything, you can act in any way. When tabletop role playing games often come down to dice rolls. So, for instance, we're sat around, we're playing Pathfinder or Dungeons and Dragons, and you have an interaction with a character. Uh, and I'm your DM, I'm playing the character, and I say, ah, yes, when you return, there'll be a reward for you, a banquet, a feast, and a thousand gold coins each for you to spend on shiny swords we're hitting stuff with. Yay! And Colin goes, I don't trust this guy, and rolls a sense motive check. Yeah. And then as a DM, you, you roll a bluff check, or you roll a dice secretly anyway, and then you give Colin kind of an idea of whether he thought the guy was lying or not can be quite tricky to police that social interaction in that way. Yes. I think it can serve its purpose because if you're really, really bad at sussing out when people are lying mm. but you want your character to be really sort of socially adept, that's yeah. quite quite useful. I like the way our group kind of balanced it balances out is is often those roles get used when we're not sure. Yeah. Or I prefer that because I mean, with the integral thing with role-playing is that you're role-playing somebody, so you're acting something. Yeah. So sometimes you can get to a point where somebody's acting something at you, and you're not sure whether they're lying or they're just struggling with the acting principle of it slightly. Yeah. yeah. So it's nice to have that mechanic as a fallback. Yes. I don't think it's something you should pin a, a game around. I mean, I, I would hate to play in a tabletop role-playing game where um, you go... The guard, the guard stops you and demands to know why you want entry to the palace. I lie to him. Roll a bluff check. Yes, he believes you're lying. You enter the palace. <laughs> I'd be like, what? What's happening? Yeah. yeah. Um, and we're moving into the realms where, I mean, role-playing games, ultimately you're telling a story yeah. with your friends. It's collaborative storytelling um, with a rule system in order to simulate the world and to resolve conflict uh, and to add drama and tension. There's nothing quite like rolling a do-or-die dice to yes. see whether you're going to survive or not. 
but you're moving much in, more into the realms of telling and just telling the result rather than showing the thing in action. Yeah. And as every writer is told, uh, show don't tell. It doesn't always work. Sometimes it's good to have a bit of exposition and move beyond things. And it might be, um, I'm going to try and sell some stuff to the the thieves guild. Or oh, they don't they don't like you. I'll bluff. I'll tell them that um, I didn't mean to kill him, Governor. Honest. And you abstract that because it's a little players little side quest thing that they're doing, and you don't want to detract from the main game. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to have a, an hour long role play, just <laughs> you and one person, or the other four <laughs> players sit around. Uh, drinking energy drinks and becoming progressively more hyperactive, Colin. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I do prefer personally to use the systems as a crutch, not the be-all and end-all. Yeah. Um, when you move into the realms of par- inter-party conflict, a lot of games masters will stop that, will not allow that or have seen it. I mean, I've seen many a game fall apart because the players' characters have fallen out and it becomes personal because when you're pretending to be someone for five hours a week yeah. it can be tri- quite tricky I mean Colin you am I I mean I was DMing this game it was um, I know exactly which one you're thinking about yeah um, it is the most famous of all the inter-party conflicts and we'd always said that if the party say we've got a five member party if three members of the party want to go one way and two members of the party want to go another we would stick with the majority of the party and the other two have become NPCs, and maybe we'd return to them later, yeah. uh, or similar things. But it was the majority of the party rules. But even then, that can still still cause trouble because you're essentially asking two players to give up their beloved characters. Yeah, yeah. Colin. <sighs> okay, it was a um, a high fantasy adventure, um, playing with D and D. Um, it's D&D. And it was... Imagine the uh, the Book of Revelations from the Bible, the whole uh, angelic versus de- uh, demon war. That happened. Um, and the... To put a long story short, because it was, it was a, a quite an epic adventure, um, the aftermath of the war resulted in this kind of post-apocalyptic world, and we were... Um, supposed to be set within the last city in the wastelands uh, called Larankar, which was a demonic city now home to the Inquisition, which were mostly run by part angel-blooded creatures. Um, That's my setting. Yes. (laughs) I made this up. It was. It's a very fun setting. Many, many years ago. Oh, it really um, was many years ago now. About, it's about nine years ago that we played this. I've tried unsuccessfully to write some stories and some books set in the setting uh, <laughs> and have failed miserably, but I will return to it one day. Um, Coming yeah. not at all soon to your <laughs> yeah. local bookstore. So yeah, we, we were playing a party who was supposed to be working alongside the Inquisition. In fact, one of our, our members, the, the party leader, if you like, was training to be an Inquisitor. But at the end of the first session, we all got banished from the city, which completely <laughs> threw Brian's story and idea out the window. Might as well have taken outside and burned all the story he had planned. Well, yeah, because you were meant to be the good guys, and then you engaged in some really dodgy stuff. And uh, yeah, rather dodgy than stuff. just ripping the thing out saying, guys, what are you playing at? <laughs> or interrupting, I let you do that, and then the consequences were your, your banishment. Yeah. Uh, and I had to re- re- completely rewrite the idea of what I thought the campaign was going to be. But to me, that was actually quite fun 
Oh yeah, it, it was frustrating. It was still, one of my favourite <laughs> campaigns we've ever ever played in, and I love it. Um, but my character worked. He was a kind of artful dodger, but older. Um, oh, know how? Yes, know how he was called. <laughs> Nobody ever name. found out his real name. I, I didn't even know his real name. He was just called Know How. Um, he because he, he had the Know How. He, he knew how to, he was a pasta seller. No, he was yeah. a, um, and he worked with the Inquisition and got banished <coughs> alongside everybody else and was quite unhappy about it. Bear in mind, he's a as a city dweller in the streets of old London town, or not London, but Larrancar, but. You get the gist. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden being banished to a wasteland. It was London in the future. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, and some party conflicts started when there were arguments about what we should be doing. Um, several members of the party were taking the piss out of my character repeatedly for being out of his element in the waste, for wanting to go home. For not enjoying lying to the Debbie gods that were running around the city at the time, and and trying to stay faithful to the Inquisition, because I wasn't an idiot. <laughs> um, things came to a kind of game-breaking stage when we took on a quest to find these seven evil books, which. We weren't sure what the books did, but they each had their own personality, and it was rumoured that if you combined all seven books back together, essentially Satan would pop out, because he was dead at this point. But if, if you combine them all back together, Satan would come back and go, hello, I'm here to wreck the world. If you're scratching your heads at home at this, you've joined Aaron. He <laughs> um, looks like just about like he's following along. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, to scratch your heads even more, uh, we found out this and we're right, these books could be really bad. Not even the demons wanted to reunite this book, so they were scattered all over the world. And our party leader went, well, let's go find them all. To hide them. That's, yeah, that sounds like a brilliant idea. Yes, they're so, you, play a character. Yeah. they're so very well hidden. Let's find them and put them somewhere that we know about <laughs> together so yeah. that no one could find them and unite them. Yeah, yeah. it was, uh, was an odd plan, but... Yeah. You've, got, you've got to roll with your players sometimes. But uh, know-how went along with it. You know, majority party rules. Um, we found a couple of the books. They were talking to the party, beginning to to twist the minds of some of the players, because Brian's very manipulative. They did a lot of sinister whispering. Yes. <laughs> but my character decided that enough was enough when our party leader, this a former trainee inquisitor made a bargain with one of the books in order to defeat one of our foes. Now, as far as I was concerned, he was making deals with demons. Betraying his cause. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense to Aaron. Aaron wasn't in this game. Does that make yeah. sense? If you make a bargain a... with a book that's got a demonic creature inside. Yeah, as, as a real human being in, yeah. in a real world, listening to this fantasy thing. No, that sounds ridiculous and stupid. Yeah. <laughs> now... At this point, we'd been playing for about six months. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. I was very much into my character. I spoke with a Cockney accent. It got to the point where I was speaking in a Cockney accent even when we weren't playing. Did, did he really speak with a Cockney accent or was it? Yeah. Yeah, the whole way through. Well done. Yeah. Um, and I actually found it difficult to get out of my Cockney accent when we stopped playing and I stayed in. I always had a... He always had a cigarette. Yeah. And I always... Was this before you smoked? <laughs> yes, it was. character made yes. you smoke? There you go. Roleplay made me smoke. Um, and that's when my character had this 
idea that he suddenly went. He's he's fallen. He's 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 working with the demons and everything that his character had done up until that point, which was we'd rescued loads of people. He was forming a militia, trying to train them up, and that all seemed really nice to yeah. protect the population. But I decided that's because he was raising a cult. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Things got worse as part of that conversation because we found the location of another one of the books, which was in the hands of the Inquisition, locked in their vault. And his idea was to go and storm it. <laughs> right, so he wants to steal stuff from his own group. Yeah, at okay. which point, as far as I was concerned, he saved these people, was training them not to defend themselves in the waste, but to raise an army yeah. to fight the Empire. Who you were still loyal to. Who I was, the entire time, had remained loyal to. Yeah. And I went, no, 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 no. I'm not having any of this. So... <laughs> we had a out of character discussion the person in question realised that the party was falling apart when we made the campfire that night and we all sat in opposite places <laughs> going well I'm not sitting with him yeah but I, I remember saying because you, you've been arguing in character and then discussed that character I said and you said right we make camp and I said okay where, how, how are you doing that and yeah. you were like well I'm not sitting near him I'm not sitting near him I'm making sure that I've got my eyes on him because I don't trust him yeah um, so it she was... smells too um, yeah. <laughs> to, to end the conflict the party leader who had done all these things with the demonic books and was raising this army as far <coughs> as I was concerned decided that he was going to retire his character in order to bring the party back together that's fine but I was so much into my character mm -hmm. and he hadn't said that he was going to leave just so we could keep the party going that his character out of the blue went these books are evil I'm taking them away and I went no you're not because <laughs> yeah. you've fallen he tried to take off because he had wings he was he was part angelic the entire way for six months we've been playing at this point they <laughs> thought I was a rogue the entire way through I wasn't I was a scout Anyway, you're an urban ranger. I was yes, I was an urban <laughs> ranger with. I was paying attention, yeah. Colin, um, who had a pair of extremely expensive revolvers. Yeah, we had a western field, didn't we? we had yeah. some guns and okay. um, similar. With preferred enemy cultist, which I believed he was, therefore I got the bonus, and preferred enemy oh. the party, because I believed <laughs> that they had turned corrupted and you just leveled up just before and you said i don't trust them i want the bonus to be able to yeah uh, uh, for those who aren't familiar in in D &D, a ranger will get uh bonuses against specific monster types so like aragorn from lord of the rings was really good at killing orcs because he spent years yeah. killing orcs so he you know this is orc fur on this here branch do orcs have fur yeah, why not? This is an yeah. orc footprint in this here squelchy <laughs> mug. Um, an urban ranger, because you don't have different monsters um, in an urban environment, would instead choose a group. So they'd have a cause yeah. or a group Gangs of people they don't, they don't okay, like. Yeah. So you'd yeah, taken cultists, because that was what you were doing. You were I was help fight, helping the Inquisition locate yeah. cultists, and I, but then I'd also gone into the party because I believed they were all corrupt. Yeah. Yes. And so all my bonuses stacked he took off and because I was two weapon fighting with probably the nicest weapons in the game at that point they we'd were, come across yeah, yeah, I just good. went bang 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 and killed him yes. before he even managed to take off because I also had quick draw <laughs> and yeah, you, plus 16 to you, my initiative you, you modifier quick drew sneak attacked him with a single shot and then put another like five bullets into him crit him a few times critical hits <laughs> Uh, yes, I got a, I got a natural twenty, which was rolling three d twelve plus my 
You're talking about numbers again, and that's not fun, as yeah. I've just been talking about <laughs> um, before. And, and he, he went down. Essentially, you, you would have blown the head off of um, Satan himself had he not been turned into books. Yeah. <laughs> um, blown his cover right off. And oh. it, it ended the wrong play. That, that was it. Um, it yeah, did con- it kind of fell apart at that It point. did continue for another week, but I did not take part. I felt very uncomfortable because argu- a, a real argument ensured. Yeah, there, there was a, a real a real life argument. Um, the player in question was very unhappy. Yes, um, which I could understand. We had been playing these characters a long time, and he yeah. was trying to end the conflict. And all I'd done is gone, well, no, and shot him. And yeah. there was also the fact that part of the inspiration for the world was talking to my players and saying, "What would you like to play?" and there were people saying I'd like something maybe Wild West or explorative and um, post-apocalyptic stuff came up a lot and this particular character said I've always wanted to be an angel I've always wanted to have angel wings yeah Um, and lead a knightly order and lead a knightly order and he just got his knightly order and basically we murdered the character he'd wanted to play for like 10 years oh I'd also (laughs) as an added insult I'd set I'd communicated with the Inquisition and told them about this cult army that was being raised and they were sending an army against it to wipe it out yeah so you were you you weren't just you weren't just breaking his dreams you were pounding them in a pestle and water um, to create a fine dust of despair which would then blow into his nose that he would sneeze his own dreams out (laughs) it was uh, rather unpleasant so, Aaron hasn't said anything for a while. What's the moral of that story, Aaron? Well, uh, it's party conflict's bad. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's... That level that sounds entertaining, to be fair, because it's become a story-based thing. But yeah, it was quite awkward at the time. It was, yeah. yeah, that to that extent and that level, yes. Um, other games where we've had inter-party conflict or we've had characters who have diverging ideas about what we should do yeah. has normally worked out fine. It's it's that step, that one that one step you take that goes over yeah. the line and you end up murdering one we another. We were also yeah. a lot younger then. Oh yeah, I mean this was um, years and years ago. And actually I think that has actually inspired maybe that rule coming about of, you know, if, that we think that there's going to be inter-party conflict, we we stop, we talk about it. Yeah, I mean, um, if because everyone turns up to have fun, don't they? That's yeah. the thing. That's yeah. the, that's the idea. It's a game. If if um, that was to occur now, what I would do is tell. If if that happened now, I would tell Brian what my character is going to do in these yeah. situations. Hand Brian my character sheet and go. He's now an NPC and write a new character yeah. because he's going to keep. He's a fight's going to kick off I don't want to roll the dice yeah. for it he's no longer yeah. my character yeah. there is yeah. <clears throat> when you're we weren't new to role playing at the time when you're new to role playing there's often quite um, the temptation you can do anything you like okay Jeff's disagreeing with me I hit his dwarf with my axe yeah um, and I mean you quickly quite quickly get beyond that I yeah mean, but you know, different styles. I mean, yeah, playing the same characters for, for six months quite deeply. Um, yeah. You know, Cockney accents and all. Uh, <laughs> the character you've always wanted to play. You know, these things are quite Pretty tricky. Personal, yeah. um, and it can become sort of skullduggerous. So, um, yeah. obviously, you've got a system for lying um, in the game and, and such like. I, we tend not to, I tend not to let you guys roll bluff rolls against each other. I say just work it out and you're role playing your characters. Yeah, if you, you think that a character's lying, lying, then he's, he's lying. Um, 
and yeah, as a DM, you've got to manage it, but it's also partly the player's responsibility to, to work these things out, I think. Yeah. And it's always, even just to take a step back from the game and go, right, let's leave it a week. Let's come back to this game next week. Next week. Let's, let's play some when, when we haven't yeah. had, code names. When we haven't had um, <laughs> free energy drinks each. Yeah, let's... Uh, we'll yeah. Yeah. I so, mean, I was concerned um, in our game of Mutant, uh, we recently had a bit of a party split because oh, the way the story, yeah. story went forward so I decided one of the new characters I created I decided to create a bit of a psychopath because the only thing I could think of that would work for going after the rest of the group really yeah. who didn't seem to give a shit about anybody else and I was a little concerned at several points like am I being I could really pull this down too far and be really horrible to the whole party and yeah. then not be want to play you however it's so easy for you to knock that character off or yeah. it's expected that the character the character die. died a hero yeah, yeah. Yes, character died an idiot as well. Yes, as um, most heroes do. But also, did that because the, it, it was true to that character being a, a psychopath. It attacked someone um, yeah. that the part that had done horrible things to other party members, but was in a massive position of, of power at the time. It, um, it fits with it, the setting. Yeah, it's yeah. very bleak, very bleak setting. I mean, and often that kind of thing fits. You don't expect. Although I was going to say, you don't expect. Inter-party conflict in high fantasy. What happens at the end of the first Lord of the Rings book? Naughty Boromir goes off, tries to steal the ring. True. Then but again, then he doesn't run the hobbits through with his sword. Yeah, no, he then redeems himself, yeah. dying for the hobbits, which yeah. is spoilers. That's, that's your high fantasy level of yeah. party conflict. Instead, whereas yeah. what I ended up doing was playing Boromir, went a bit mad, killed half the party, <laughs> and get, handed the ring over to Sauron. Yeah. But in, in your defence, it it was like the hobbits are gone, and we're just going to give it to Sauron. Yes, at which yes. point it makes perfect sense for for Boromir to, to say, actually try and stop them. Sitting yes, here listening to the story, it's like yeah, I can totally understand why from a character perspective it made, made complete sense. sense. Yeah, I just out of that I just got too much into the character to go. Yeah. No, that's not what he means. Yeah. I, I was so yeah. deep into the character that I went, well, I've got to stop that by any means yeah. necessary. So yeah, so so obviously role playing games when it comes to lying and skullduggery. Um, Generally, we want to keep the conflict with the NPCs and similar. Um, there's nothing wrong. I mean, I've, I've done quite a few one-off sessions. You ran one recently, Colin, where we all had very different goals. From we all were all combined on a mission to go and do something together. Yeah. But actually, it was almost set up for there to be a bloodbath at the end. Yes. But then it would have been, it would have ended, and it was over, and the story was done. Thinking and you'd be like, "Oh, I lost," or "I won." All the games I've run have resulted in bloodbaths at the end, and I always to win. redeem yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is okay, it's what's meant I mean, to happen. It's a cry for help. He's trying to make me feel what it was really like. Yeah, me, those types of things yeah. work when you're when you're not playing a character for six months, I've gone, right, this will last three or four sessions, so you're only playing about 20 mm. hours over a month, and then going, have fun, build what you want, and if you all murder one another, it's funny for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's fine. Actually, in our last Call of Cthulhu campaign, your character died trying to murder one of the party members yeah. as well. But, but again, it but that felt organic and that there was no bad feeling, whether no. it's because we're better friends or we're older. I think or, the more high yeah. fantasy, the, the higher fantasy, the more we're the epic heroes going on quests. Yeah. The more the conflict doesn't... Yeah, that was quite a dark game, that Call of Cthulhu yeah. game. When, when, we're yeah. playing, <laughs> when you're playing characters... <laughs> Like in Cthulhu, like in Mutant, which can die from falling down the stairs, 
you become a bit it's a bit more okay my character's dead yeah he fell down the stairs and broke his neck well yeah that's fine in a high fantasy game or D&D Pathfinder you'd go I fall down the stairs and nothing happens in fact I break the stairs (laughs) on my way down yeah if if, um, you don't expect to die if Pippin got tetanus from cutting himself slicing off a bit of apple yeah, uh, and wasted away and died. Yeah, um, when Gimli ha- was chasing after the Urukai, he collapsed from exhaustion and yeah. died. He fell over and he couldn't get up because he was in too much armor and he's too squat. Yeah, and it's like when you put a turtle on its back. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that dwarfs can't stand up when when you're playing those kind of games. It, what, he was very brave to go out on his own, really, wasn't he? Yes, yeah, for true. Yeah, when you're playing those, <laughs> those kind of games, you're more willing to accept death and argument. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. Because of Fire Fantasy, you know, you're supposed to be the heroes. You're supposed to, even when you don't agree with each other, you're still going to side so we can finish this epic quest together. No matter yeah. What, yeah, even if we don't necessarily agree completely. Yeah, yeah so it, it can clash in that respect. But your epic quest did invo- essentially involve evoking the greatest demon of them all. Yeah, greatest of them. So I was right. <laughs> no, I don't know what I, I was right all along. Thank you very much. <laughs> Fully justified. <laughs> Let's pick up that campaign from my character. <laughs> <laughs> yes, nine years on, nine you've years. just recounted pretty much everything I can remember. Oh, and there was an eight-foot-tall demon child uh, that had a cathedral door as a shield. That's about all I can remember. Right, okay. Um, that was Phil's character. Hi, that Phil. was Phil's character, and <laughs> he was human. Was he human? AD was the drow. Oh, see, I've, I've... Who was the became the avatar of death. I've misremembered everything. So there oh, we dear. go. The, the best thing I remember is Matt, Jesus, as we referred to him. Yes. Uh, because he had long hair and a big beard. We weren't were very water. imaginative back then. <laughs> um, who argued with the angelic god of war and tried to lie to him. So the angelic god of war kind of crushed him a little bit, quite a lot, as we all stood there going, what on earth is he doing? <laughs> Yeah. That's not a clever idea. Yeah, that was fun. Good yeah. times, good times. But that's actually all about I recall. Yeah. But it was, you know, the thing that stands out from that game, yeah. even nine years on, is the fact that that conflict was awkward as hell. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it, it, it really was. And ended the campaign. Uh, and it, yeah, it ended the campaign, and it was. In it was... fact, it ended our roleplay group. Yeah, it did. Because oh, I didn't come back for a week. Yeah. I then returned, and then the other person didn't come back. Yeah. Ever. And, and that was um, it. It was it but, was the end of that particular group. Yeah, yeah. The person who who it happened to, their reaction was more extreme, out of character, and therefore that's why they kind of weren't asked to come back. Yes, yes, um, they did. They did. Which is a, is a real shame. Um, yeah, you know, we, we did yeah, have fun games. Yeah, as I said, you're there to have fun, um, but sometimes the fun. This is a really bleak episode, isn't it? Skullduggery. Not bleak. The um. The fun, part of the fun is the immersion, but sometimes that you can, or being, you know, caring about your character, actually getting into character, liking your character. It's like when you read a story, you care more about the story if you like the characters generally. Yes. Therefore, if you like your character and you don't want anything bad to happen to them, you're more involved in the story. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Although sometimes I play really horrible characters and I really enjoy it. I get really upset when you murder my bad guys sometimes. (laughs) People are so cool. Um, (laughs) I I generally like all the bad guys. I'm just on the wrong side all the time. That's why we DM, I think. We get to be bad guys. It is fun to be insane and scream at Aaron. 
Yes, yeah. yeah, that was that was definitely odd. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely worried for my life, which put me yeah. in character quite well. <laughs> yeah, um, one particularly uh, skullduggerous uh, game RPG I'd just like to give a quick mention to um, is Conspiracy X, which I know neither of you have played, mm. Um, mm. but I quite like to play. So this might be my opportunity to sell it to you and see what you think. Okay. Ooh, well, let's see if um, well, we are we are you can't see right now because. This is a microphone, um, but I am leaning in with my hand, stroking the short stubble I have, listening to him intently. I'm quick dialing the ambulance now because Colin has started to narrate his own life, which is a sure <laughs> sign of madness. Uh, you need to roll a dice to see whether or not you convince me that this is good. I've got a longer beard than you. That's oh, because I shaved. I yeah. shaved as well, but I have a, an attachment. Anyway. You took a companion beard, so you like mine's better. Well, yours is. That's because you're part Klingon, we've already determined this. <laughs> your, yours is that. more committed in certain places, and yet severely lacking around the edges. Says Patch Boy. It's there. almost. Like, <laughs> yeah. The patches are natural. Um, I do have a patchy beard, but nowhere near as bad. And um, anyway, I rank, I levelled up in Beardcraft not a week ago. That is That is true. So you know you can't you can't actually. That was for killing an orc. Yes, uh, with a bar stool, <laughs> which which actually took quite a, a while and was described in harrowing detail. Um, and uh, we haven't role played it. No, um, <laughs> yeah, the the missing fourth member of the podcast we murdered. <laughs> um, yes. Anyway, or did we? Mm. Uh, Conspiracy X is X Files, the role playing game. But more so. So the FBI, quite oddly in the X-Files, appears to have a paranormal investigation branch, which yes. everyone knows about and they keep in the basement, but like presumably still files expenses reports. <laughs> <laughs> so surely someone at the top would have gone, like human resources, oh, you're, you're, transferring, uh, you're transferring one of our most promising agents who also happens to be a fully trained medical doctor. Yep. Where are you transferring her? Paranormal investigations. Uh, no. <laughs> what about that serial killer over there? What about those drug dealers? What about this yeah. flesh-eating virus that's going around? Why don't you deal with that? Anyway, apart from I love the X-Files, but I've just kind of mocked its very uh, premise. Yeah, it did. Yeah, suspension of disbelief. Uh, in the Conspiracy X, you play members of the... Uh, the default setting is America, so you might play... One of you might be an FBI agent, one of you might work for the DEA, one of you might be a one of the, member of the Secret Service or the CIA. Or you might choose to be somewhere else where there's less abbreviations. Do I need to explain those abbreviations? <laughs> um, ME7, PQI, X, XKA... Um, ba-ba, ba-ba, ba-ba. <laughs> um, yes, ABC... Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you will play you you play these people that have access to government funds, government resources. You are re- approached. The game starts essentially when you are approached by a recruiter for um, Aegis, a secret secret uh, organization that exists within the um, American services that is there to battle aliens, the paranormal. Those kinds of things, similar to how XCOM set up in the game. A little bit like XCOM, yeah. Um, more so, I mean, the new XCOM is it secret? No, you're not. It, you're it kind seems of to be more like this has happened. You can yeah, see the original it. XCOM. It was you. Were, you are secretly doing this. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the new one is aliens have turned up. Shit, we better get some yeah, uh, people yeah. together. So you're a little bit like that. So you've got your day job. 
And actually, some of the bits of fun with that game is that you sometimes come into conflict with your your day job. So yeah, in Conspiracy X, you have a day job. Uh, but the most important thing is to try to keep the country safe from the threat of aliens, mm. uh, the threat of um, infiltrators, mm. uh, trying to bring down the government, mm. uh, paranormal activity, mm. all that sort of thing. <laughs> That's great, Colin. <laughs> adding sound effects for you. You sound like someone was punching an angry gibbon. <laughs> Never punched an angry gibbon. <laughs> I'm thinking an angry gibbon would do a lot more than gasp at you, to be honest. Uh, not, yeah. not if you punch it right in the solar plexus and thrust the air out of its uh, That's why you're not ape-like mouth. Is it giving an ape or a monkey? Answer, it's not a postcard. Is that why you're not allowed back at safari parks anymore? It makes complete sense. Yeah. Uh, that's because I, I, went, I went wild and tried to live with the wolves. That wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> Hence the patchy beard. Well, when every uh, single wolf in the pack turns around and says, sorry, I'm a lone wolf, you realise it's you and not them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Quite sad now. Anyway, so Conspiracy X... The way that you help out this secret shadowy organisation that has no funding of its own is that you embezzle funds from your day job uh, in order to um, set up a base, um, to get equipment, to hire people to help you um, undertake the missions that you need to. It's similar to Mutant, actually, in that you have like a base sheet and you try to... Expand. Expand. So at one point, the last game of Conspiracy X I played uh, was set in LA. Mm -hmm. So they decided to pull their resources and they rented a mansion in the Hollywood Hills. (laughs) And then they they decided that they found the rules. Their rules were in there. Uh, I think we may have twisted them slightly but they had a helicopter launch pad underneath the swimming pool <laughs> so they essentially had Tracy Island <laughs> I was just going to say that's Thunderbirds and they embezzled a helicopter which they then had to keep embezzling money for fuel, to, for fuel. Um, but they, they used on, on missions that they went on yeah. and things like that um, they all had day jobs so there was um, DEA agents there was a CIA agent there were other acronyms involved <laughs> um hollywood producer i assume is one of them to be able to a helicopter pool and no. not seem strange no no they um <laughs> does sound like something a hollywood producer i've got a helicopter pool yeah. i think they set up a shell company at one point now it's not like an accountancy simulation you don't need to, you don't need to worry or turn off at oh, this God, point sounds like um, online, yeah. essentially <laughs> the more the more powerful you are within your particular organization so the more you get promoted the more free money you can start to to embezzle so as a as a rookie fbi agent you might be able to claim that your gun got stolen get away with it and and claim a gun for the team yeah um as director of the fbi you could lose an entire arms shipment in the paperwork <laughs> yeah um and there's always that that threat if a good dm can bring in you know the idea of are you going to get uncovered in your day job are you going to be useful to ages if you lose that day job or will they are they ruthless enough to terminate you and you work as a cell and you only have one contact with other cells the guy that recruits you or the girl that yeah. recruits you girl woman um that recruits you for your original cell so that becomes sort of your your contact uh, you have a, a secret method. You kind of have a secret underground internet network that you can contact people through. But it's all done anonymously because the organisation was almost destroyed 
therefore they're very 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 paranoid very conspiracy like yeah. someone um, say conspiracy x yes yes <laughs> <laughs> um and it's great fun um, I've really enjoyed the, the couple games I played of it. I did play the first edition that uses a rule system that makes AD&D's Thaco and the other arcade mathematics involved seem like child's play. Um, <laughs> again, the, you're coming back to a county simulator again. Yeah, yeah. The second edition is actually really quite quick, straightforward. I think oh, it's okay. the uni system. So it's kind of adaptable. You can bring in different bits from different places. My favourite mechanic, though, is that psychic powers are real. Mm-hmm. And if you, as you'd expect, yeah. And if you wish to use your psychic powers, you know, Rhino cards. Uh, you mean the ones like a triangle and a card, a square and a card? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Has anyone ever seen? I think it's the first Ghostbusters film. Yes. Uh, Bill Murray is testing the guy who's yes. holding up cards. Yeah. Same idea. You've got. Uh, circle, triangle, square, wiggly, wavy lines, and a star. So you've yep. got five choices, um, and the DM will draw one and then go, "What do you think it is?" And if you guess what, get, guess the right card. That's the just... power works because they read your mind. <laughs> That's actually um, really cool. Yeah, there are, and then there are things you can you can take more <laughs> talents to take more draws or to um, increase your chances of guessing correctly. So they're not. They're not super powerful. We can't rely on them all the time, but they yeah. are quite useful. You, um, we've had characters that can set things on fire, characters that can see the future, um, etc. And everyone has a slight... I think everyone gets a chance. If they die, they get a chance to have a hunch and go, right, doing that. Yeah. Sort of reverse time slightly. Okay. So that's quite nice. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we, we had much fun running around secret army bases uh, hunting for aliens uh, finding oil rigs with secret laboratories hidden underneath we found a group of um, UFO spotters who actually found a real UFO (laughs) accidentally didn't realise they found it and then we had to decide (laughs) that would just be their luck really UFO (laughs) spotters Um, well I I, I was playing in in that particular one because I've played as well as being a DM and the guy who was setting up our cell walked in and shot them all in the head (laughs) (laughs) and we were like but that's just like a bloke with a telescope who was a bit unlucky and he was like no one must know our secrets help me bury them (laughs) Um, yeah it got quite dark but you can play it a bit frothier a bit lighter one of the things I liked about the X-Files is it it was quite dark quite serious in places Mm. it was quite horrific and scary in places as well but it also had some quite silly fun episodes where you can play around with things and and mess about so it's got that potential for uh, for different things and I would quite like to play it again once the new series of X-Files comes out in the new year is it new series or yeah. new series on, is it Netflix or is it is Fox actually done I can't remember I think it's Fox but yeah. I can't get on oh, but it, okay. it's been brought back and I, I have to admit I've never seen X-Files so none of that made sense no 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 that all made sense <laughs> but I've never actually seen a single episode of I, in fact I've, uh, I think I flicked onto X-Files and gone what probably because I was on season Seven episode twenty two. Yeah, so what the later where? series tends to focus on particular on particular overarching conspiracy. Where the earlier series, they were little. <laughs> if, if it always it always had it had two different modes. It had what they called monster of the week. So it had yeah. an unusual happening of the week, and then it had the meta plot, the overarching plot uh, okay. episodes, and they got progressively more and more difficult to follow more yeah. convoluted more conspiratorial I think I've just jumped paranoid. in I, have, I think it's something I, I should have watched from the beginning but having terrestrial TV at the time and having no way of, of looking back um, mm. no no Netflix existed but back didn't then didn't have access I, to enough information 
yeah, terrible yeah. spy. Yeah, <laughs> but my I think I, I can trace my love of horror, sci-fi, mm. um, and such like very strongly to watching that in a crescent age. My mother was a really um, big fan of X Files. Yeah, um, so I used to watch it probably when it wasn't age appropriate when I was sort of ten or eleven. Yeah, when it was exactly. quite new. Yeah. Probably loved yeah. it. <laughs> Lovely and quite quite cautiously looking forward to the new series. Yeah, because uh, mm. the later series did get nostalgia is a difficult thing to. Uh, Replicate. Mm. <laughs> it's not like in the old days. In the old days, nostalgia was much better. Oh, no, yeah. I love my old nostalgia, but yeah. new nostalgia, that's rubbish. When I was 10, we had the best nostalgia. I mean, we'd look at, we'd look at Bob the Builder and we'd just be like, oh, do you remember that guy? He could really fix it. He, he could he fix it. He can't things. do that these days. No. Yeah, so, yeah, Conspiracy X, um, I'd quite like to have another go at. Um, if you like something more modern day, um, maybe with that kind of that intrigue, that conspiracy, that paranoia, um, that might be a game for you for people to try at home yeah, I, I yeah, do quite like it I hope it's still available I should have done some research <laughs> I actually quite like the sound of that there has yeah. only ever been one thing however that's put me off modern day settings I know exactly what you're going to say what am I going to say Brian you're going to say the fact that guns aren't deadly enough yeah yeah well see this is the thing in reality <sighs> It depends on your proximity and things like that. You can get shot by a hand pistol and carry on walking and not realise it. Yeah. As a general rule, because of the size mm. of them. You know, you see them on TV shows, somebody gets shot and then flies over and falls backwards. Mm. There's not enough kinetic energy for it to actually knock you over. It no, hurt, yeah. but you'll carry on walking at somebody. Yeah. Um, you know, it's the reason why we've got automatic weapons, because you need a lot of bullets to really, really... Well, severely you, you cover an area. Lucky shot. Yeah. yeah, but if you hit someone in... Their trunk or in the head, they're gonna, they're probably gonna die from it. Well, no matter it, what the caliber, really. I, I mean, that's the thing. You hit somebody in the trunk as long as it doesn't hit a major organ, they'll, they'll walk away. They'll live from it. But yeah, they'll, but they'll, we'll be, they'll probably over. be down and out. The yeah, the like, fight. Yeah. sets in and the, the, the time I, I bullets are surprisingly anti antiseptic. Oh, not, no, sepsis isn't the word. Uh, where the 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 wound chasm fills with. Internal liquids, that's quite oh, dangerous. yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, um, the wound chasms, good technical terms there. <laughs> it, it's the fact that the, the only modern day I've played, and I, I haven't enjoyed playing them since and, and been quite adamant that I don't want to play modern day, yeah. um, is when I played a, a, a former FBI agent. Um, if, I think it was actually a reporter for the FBI, actually. Um, I got into a firefight with a current CIA operative. Mm-hmm. I got shot four times. He got shot four times. Because that's the way the mechanics worked. Yeah, that was D twenty modern. Wasn't it was D twenty modern. Takes yeah. the um, the idea from Dungeons and Dragons of starting with very low hit points, a single dice, and then going up in dice as you level up. Yeah. So by the time that you you start with, say, a bullet might do up to eighteen points of damage, for instance, that's enough to kill a one or two level cap, level one or two character with a yeah. lucky hit. But then beyond that, actually, that you know they can take a bullet. Yeah. So you run towards people that have got guns because you know you can take it, and that's a bit that yeah, completely breaks the immersion. Yeah, when when it's games like Mutant, which have a lot of guns, it's fine because we're playing mutants. We regenerate health. We're yeah. we're not human. Um, I that's don't. It's also much more brutal anyway. It's yeah, brutal anyway. Shot could kill you. Um, yeah. Fantasy yeah, stunts. I know in 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 real life, if you whack someone with a sword, they're probably going to die. Yeah. And yet in fantasy games, you like D and D Pathfinder, you can take mm. a sword like a champ. Mm. But that's because because it's high fantasy and you expect that yeah, you can, yeah. when I when I'm playing modern it's if I raise my head out and, and get shot I, I want to be at least unconscious bleeding out on the floor yeah. because that's what bullets do the D20 um, Star Wars system which was 
sort of based on the D20 modern and tweaked, had the system that your hit points were actually um, kind of your luck or lucky grazes and um, that very uh, very yeah, small flesh that worked. I remember that working. And, but a critical hit or when that all ran out would damage your um, your actual constitution score and would be very very deadly very very quickly. Yeah. Actually, uh, I, I and do, that was we, quite nice. We yeah. did play that, and I do I remember that being fun. Yeah. Um, Conspiracy X much nastier. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In that case, I'm, I'm sold. As, um, you, you can be afraid I, for your characters. Yeah, not that I want um, to die all the time, but if if I do something stupid and walk into a room and there's a bloke holding an well, assault rifle, I don't want well, to take. Tension informs your character. That guy's got a gun. Right, I'm not going to run towards him because he's yeah. pointing his gun at me. Well, yeah, if you're playing a realistic game, you need that tension there, yeah. as opposed yeah. to D twenty model yeah. where it was. Oh well, I'll oh, just run at the. There's bloke. thirty yeah, terrorists yeah. in that building. Let's just kick the door in and shoot them all. No, no. Yeah. There's only three of you. Yeah. You'd be mad to. Yeah. I mean, if you if you really want to play like an act movie flavoured game I suppose you could do it that way yeah which is fair enough yeah which is yeah. If, if that's what we wanted to play then I'd, I'd be for that. you know let's John Woo our way through the doors yeah, we're going to play flying by. we're going to yes. play Expendables the game yeah, yeah then, uh, then uh, fine <laughs> but I think we're at the time we were playing a, a semi a quite serious in-depth yeah. role yeah, play yeah I think we, we prefer that kind of thing I was anyway. a weedy little reporter going toe-to-toe with a current CIA operative and yeah. not I was by myself as well there was no other party members backing me yeah. up and yeah, I still yeah. bought the bugger down yeah I mean you might do from luck in real life but yeah it's not yeah. likely not when I've taken four bullets <laughs> no yeah. I yeah so I mean again to compare it to XCOM which has a little bit like that with the combat as well you know a, a shot from something could potentially kill you so you're having to take that into account when you're playing yeah yeah okay. you don't you don't just leave everyone in a in a big block blob together in the middle of the map with no cover because they'll throw a grenade and murder everyone yeah okay i like the sound of this game yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. cool That's i've sold you on it yeah yep. and hopefully i've sold you at home as well <laughs> cool um so that concludes role-playing games yep Let's have a very quick chat because I'm, I'm aware we're running out of time. Or we can have a very slow chat and uh, see, what yeah. see what happens. Um, video games. Now, video games don't handle lying very well. They get very upset, they sit in the pile, they tell their friends, they cry, they the do. discs get ruined, and the manuals go crinkly. Your mum gets a phone call from their mother. Yeah. You end up apologising. You have to invite him to the birthday party, even though you don't want him. Oh, yeah, God. and then there's like, oh God, what does Fallout want? Why is it? Why is it? Why, why is it? Why is it talking to Deus Ex? Yeah, Knights of the Old right. Republic is, is turned up at my house crying. Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, essentially, because. And stop me if you think I'm wrong, or you know, applaud and cheer and anoint me as your king and think I'm correct. Um, That's not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> it's worth a try. Um, trying a bit of skullduggery there, trying to convince you that to do something you may not have wanted oh, to you've do. Wrong, you've, used, you've used up all your um, was, convincing us. I was not Machiavellian enough. Um, yeah, I was telling students about Machiavelli to, uh, yesterday. It's quite good fun. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, video games don't tend to handle lying because lying is quite an organic kind of thing to do. You generally tend, if you're going to lie in a video game, it might be uh, you might have a percentage chance, like in Fallout. Yeah. It will say, lie, 72% chance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just like in real life when you're going to lie, <laughs> you know the number. You're like, I've got a 47% chance of convincing my girlfriend that, um, insert lie here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Try not to incriminate myself. <laughs> um, it's like, like living the life of a psychopath. <laughs> Yes, yeah. Cold calculating everything I do. Yeah. Yeah. 
So if that sounds like you, please seek medical assistance. <laughs> uh, so instead, because it's so, so sort of pre-programmed, you've not got that organic flow, you've not got someone that you can look in the eyes, it's meant that really only face-to-face games can really do that well. On the, it's on the spot. It's having to lie at that yeah. last second and then someone going, ha-ha, I know you're lying yeah. because of this, this and this, and you go... Oh bugger! Yeah. Right, how do I twist this? To maybe, this maybe in the future with like the camera technology, reading your body language and things, you could try lying to your to your game. Yeah. Um, if they bring in full voice into games, say you're actually talking to characters through your own voice, if if that would be possible, I'm sure that would be possible one day. Yeah. Um, that could work as well. I mean, they have talked about with horror games. Uh, I think Nintendo are actually experimenting at one point on like measuring your heart rate and stuff with the finger attachment heart rate monitors. Okay. And if your heart rate was too low, they do skip things to make you more scared. And you could fit, transfer that to lying because your heart yeah. rate tends to increase when you That's lie. That's been thrown out now, I believe. Oh, but the, um, for fear of people's health well I was going to yeah, say um, I feel like you've just predicted my death yeah, <laughs> that's how um, I Silent, Silent yes, Hill 47 yeah. uh, will claim my life that was a that was a in development but they had complications yeah. with the heart rate monitors um, a lot of people <laughs> turned up at least well, they were a aware lot of, people, of them. A, lot, a lot of people put them on and went I'm dead <laughs> oops <laughs> those gamers are a healthy lot <laughs> yeah Speak for yourself, I had a salad today. <laughs> and I have lots of cheesecake in my bag. Um, yeah, so generally skullduggerousness is handled through stealth. Yeah, in games, so, I think yeah. that's kind of that. Yes, I, I think when you're when in games such as Fallout, where you've got your percentage chance of lying and getting extra caps from, from characters, there isn't really any consequences. Sometimes you'll be able to lie, so you'll go to a character and they'll say, go and do this quest, and give me give me the magic sword of smiting yeah. plus 47, and you just keep it. Yeah. yeah. Never go back to that person, that's quite yeah. fun. Yeah. Uh, Baldur's Gate had some bits like that, but, or where you would go to the other side, go spy on this person, you yeah. walk up to him and go, Jeff said I could spy on you, but that has to be programmed in quite yes. often it will be like spy on this guy and, and if he sees you then it's game over yeah. and again, and again yeah. the consequences of doing that don't tend to matter whereas in a role play game if they went go and re- retrieve the plus 47 sword of fire death and you go we got it let's just bugger off with it you'd expect the DM to go right I'm writing that down and I'm going to punish them with it later when but in a At computer well game armed. yeah um, whereas in a computer game in fact you could do that in Oblivion as I recall with the Umbra sword one of yeah. the Daedric gods wanted the sword and you could just not take it back and there was absolutely no consequences you just oh. didn't complete the quest Yeah, which we're like naughty kids we, we crave boundaries and consequences <laughs> we've talked about this before yeah but it's more immersive isn't it yeah, yeah. That, that's the again that so goes back to the thing. difference between role play and video games and video games has to have restrictions I suppose one of the most popular video games is Grand Theft Auto and part I think of the the pleasure of that for people is that there are no restrictions yeah I mean the worst consequence that can happen if you go on a massive murdering spree is you wake up in the hospital with less money and you have to go and buy your stuff again you don't even have to do that anymore no No, you keep all your weapons and ammo what ad if you get arrested, do they take your weapons? Nope. And no, because all your the weapons buy all your nice. weapons now, and you pay for all the upgrades on your weapons, and that's it. And you keep all the ammo. Oh, just like in real life. 
Yeah, just like yeah. in real life. But again, that can be fun because there's nothing worse <laughs> than buying a thousand bullets for a machine gun and then having that machine gun Tripping taken off you because you accidentally punched a I think ran that, over a cat. I, th- um, <laughs> I, I think that you should fill out a long series of paperwork requisition forms um, in order to get your bullets. Um, yeah, well, we don't know that's not even true in America. Well, so. it is different over there, I have heard. But uh, yeah, the news sends us stories that fill us with fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but yeah, that it can be fun playing games with no consequences, where you can lie to yeah. people and it doesn't matter. But if you're going for an immersive skullduggery experience, video games are yeah. not going to fill mm. that void. We mentioned Alpha Protocol in our preliminary warm-up chatting. Yes. Um, um, yeah, tell us about that. Well. A lot of the rest of the game was fairly broken and the combat was atrocious and things like that. But one of the brilliant yeah. things Alpha Protocol did was similar to how Mass Effect and Oblivion thing had um well, Mass Effect was like a paragon, the renegade option and your neutral option. Yeah. Uh, whereas in Alpha Protocol you always had four moods you could take with people. Weren't they based on famous spies? Yes. So wasn't there one of them was you were a psychopath like Jack Bauer. Yeah. One of them was smooth and charming like James Bond yeah. and yeah, exactly. Um, and different people had different responses to those. Like some people wanted you to be suave and charming at them. Some people wanted you to be would only respond to you if you were aggressive. Yeah, but they'd learn if you acted out of character. The more that person knew you, the more interactions you had with that person, the more <sighs> they'd learn from that sort of thing. So you couldn't yeah. be chivalrous with somebody all the time because eventually they'd realise you were just putting it on. Okay. And, and certain conversations they'd have, you'd have with that person, you, you'd have to be slightly aggressive to push him into a corner and things yeah. like that. But the consequences were all over the place. You know, if you lie to somebody, they might not realise it at the time, and you carry on doing mission. But later on, that character turns up and realises that you lied, and they turn against you. You've made an enemy rather than a friend, yes. and things like that. I suppose yeah. you can't just keep intimidating just, people. No, exactly. Eventually they go. We haven't done anything yeah. about it. Essentially, so a spy simulator, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. Um, and that was brilliant for it because you never, it was never an option of lie on a big box. Yeah, was, lie 72%. <coughs> yeah. It was like, okay, this person I know from their bio tends to respond to me being suave at them all the time, but they seem to be a bit timid and scared of them. Maybe if I shout at them, I could push them into doing this for me, and that would work. Yeah, on that one occasion, but they know that was. But then, then you're always <coughs> going to be the guy that shouted at them. Yes, yeah. Okay, and I'd affect your relationship with that person, and it make it difficult later on. That sounds oh. really good. Yeah, it's just a shame the rest of the game was broken. Yeah, you the combat can, and the missions weren't weren't great. Weren't you you can work around it. It's a pity, but if you look at something online and plan your combat, arts, yeah, don't don't decide to be an unarmed stealth ninja because you'll die. Ah. Yeah, you always have to have. You have to be good at one weapon at least, because you yeah. will get put into a boss fight, um, like Deus Ex: The New it was, Revolution. Yeah, did. it was very strange actually, because that's something that Deus Ex did as well. That normal people, you could sneak up behind them, like break their neck or knock yeah. them out or whatever, <clears throat> and then and it would feel very real. It feel quite yeah, you know, you're being a stealthy spy and you're you're kind of sneaking in and you're doing things that way, and then you'd have to fight a boss with a jetpack and a rocket launcher yeah. with four thousand <laughs> hit points that you had to shoot a million times. You know, like. Where did this guy? Did, well, he, it, did he come here from a different game? Well, it yeah. and Deus Ex did the same. Didn't wonder it? why. Oh, I'm playing sneaky characters. So why is there not the option where I can drop a piano on the boss's head? Yes, which is really difficult <clears> to do because the boss is more aware and looking for me. And, and he's uh, not a fan of classical and music. He's not a fan <laughs> of classical music. I mean, that's, um, that's a plus ten percent modifier. So yeah, you're, you're only actually at sixty-two percent. Give you that option <laughs> for doing that sneaky thing. 
Yeah. Or you go, well, I'm a tech guy. Oh, well, mm. instead of taking this boss fight on, I can um, hack some turrets, so you they'll need, attack. You them. need to make it satisfying, though. And that's the thing. If your stealth yeah. thing comes... If your <laughs> skullduggerousness comes down to pressing a button to lie... That's not a satisfying way to defeat a boss. No. Compared no, to the guy who's got to fight it for 20 minutes. And, no, and but such like. performing a successful sneak mm. and sneaking around a map, getting into position, finding the best angle for attack, yeah. jumping on the dude and stabbing him in the back of the head and he hasn't even realised you're there. Um, for example, uh, Assassin's Creed. Not the most well-balanced of games. No, but some of the later ones did do that. Um, you got that option. Assassin's Creed 4, when it would come up, uh, which is my favourite in the series, when it would give you optional extras and going, well, try and complete this without doing this, or try and complete this with this. And yeah. pulling that off, um, one of the... I can't figure it out. Bart. Uh, in, when you have to kill Bart, spoilers, um, <laughs> it asks you to kill him with the rope. And, yes. and do it as a sneak attack, and you're, you've all boarded his ship, and climbing up the mast, jumping over to his mast, climbing down, and using a rope to hang him, quite literally, like, yeah. you drop a rope round his neck, and then jump off the mast, pulling him up, yeah. was probably one of the most satisfying things I've ever done, because he didn't see me. You sound like a kinky 90s conservative politician. <laughs> yeah, dangling. But it's, it's things like that, that <laughs> if you do it properly, stealth can be as rewarding as running in and yeah, shooting yeah. someone 200 times. Do you, do you want a silly story? Go on. Yeah, when I bought Assassin's Creed 2, um, and I looked at the receipt, um, it didn't say Assassin's Creed 2, it said Ass Creed 2. <laughs> it was not, yes. for the last seven years, that series has been known in my house as, as Ass Creed. It's known by and most people. And we laugh every time, it's, uh, every time it's mentioned. It's known by most people as Ass Creed. Ass Creed, yes. Ass Creed series. Yeah, the Ass Creed series. The Creed has got pretty I'm actually quite. I'm actually quite looking forward to the new Ass Creed, because I get to be a nope. lady. No. No. <laughs> yes, no. yes you do, no. Colin. No, not no. as in you can't be a lady, but no, not looking forward to it at all. No? No. Uh, I mean... Don't get me wrong. I've seen some recent. It's doing the same thing that you, because using the Unity engine, this Assassin's Creed Unity did, where the guy who was playing the preview build said it's quite fun. You know, I like the Assassin's Creed. It's just pretty much the same thing as it's always been, but it's, it's fun. It's interesting, yeah. and there's a different difference between the two of them. But the engine's really broken, and everything kept glitching out. But they've sent me footage showing that it's fixed. I'm yeah. really suspicious of that. And let's model interiors, so it's even more difficult not to jump up and hump a bookshelf yeah no. the reason I'm not looking <laughs> that sounds like my Wednesdays <laughs> yeah. the reason I'm not looking forward to it, Assassin's Creed 4 is the only Assassin's Creed game that I have played for more than a couple of hours and then just thrown it out of the window because I'm bored I actually completed Assassin's Creed 4 and have begun replaying it because I enjoy that much. is that the yeah. one with pirates yes yeah. not because it's Darn. pirates but because it goes haha do sneaky assassinating and then it goes right this is starting to get boring how about jump on this pirate ship and blow the shit out of um, a British fleet? Yeah, there was... And then board the them. Traitor! Yeah, but then board the ship, and it becomes Assassin's Creed again, but more sword fighting rather than if sneaking. you want it to, yeah. yeah. And then you go back to sneaking, and then you go on a high seas adventure, and then Do you, you go... crave constant variation? It's... I've always found with Assassin's Creed, they get boring quickly because Quite it's saving. sneak here, yeah. Yeah. go there... Oh, I fucked that up. Reload. Sneak here. Go there. And having that change of gameplay mm. stops it from really becoming... Th this new one might 
work better like, because you've got the choice of two characters he said with the exception of a handful of mission, main missions where you have to be one or the other you can choose to be either the brother or the sister I've had heard they've got different yes. gameplay styles the he's more very stealthy like and he's very well, more running the, and headbutt things yeah. Yeah. they made the lady more stealthy yeah <laughs> yeah, she's a bit of a cliche, isn't it? Well, she's yeah. apparently stealthy but cool headed, thinks before she acts, and he tends to go, We need to go assassinate this person, or we'll just kick down their front door and yeah. start stabbing everybody. And, and she tends to roll her eyes and go, Or we could just go down the chimney and kill him while he's asleep. So I, I think if they're introducing that as different ways of doing it yeah so you can play horror all and up that yeah. I mean yes that's a little bit I mean yes they could be related mm. to play but it's mm. still poor well I haven't typical. played Assassin's Creed since number two so six or seven years so yeah. I'm quite happy to do this I like Victorian London mm. um, you know uh, you might get stuck if you play it get stuck in a Cockney accent <laughs> we'll come around <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say <laughs> Can I clean your chimney, sir? <laughs> you make a great chimney sweep. You're quite sort of spindly. I am small enough to be a chimney and, and, sweep. And poor. <laughs> but yes, most skull duggery skull skull duggery is stealth. Yes, yes. So rather we have than stealthy games. Choices. So we've talked about Assassin's Creed a little bit, yeah. and I was uh, heartily shot down in my um, tentative excitement. No, no, I, I think it's going to be great. Oh, you yeah, agreed. Okay. It was me that, that that went no, no, no. No, 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 That's the fast show for people who aren't like us. Yeah, so you guys have been playing Batman, the new Batman games, it Batman Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight, does it take place solely between the hours of eight and eight? Yes, actually, I think. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Is it a 40-hour game that seems to take place in one long, endless night? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, that's what's wrong with the city. Stop messing around and use your billions to find out where the sun's gone <laughs> before everyone freezes to death. <laughs> oh, Gotham, based up north. <laughs> yeah, it's actually in Alaska. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I could really go for some baked Alaska now. now that I was uh, talking about cheesecake. Uh, I haven't played... I mentioned before I haven't played Batman since the second one didn't like the second one oh. I really loved Batman Arkham Asylum mm-hmm. I loved that game so much one of uh, my favourite games of yeah. all time now. yes um, and asked for the second one for my birthday got it played it finished it out of a sense of duty that someone I care about had spent lots of money on it yeah. but wasn't wasn't sold on it didn't bother with the next I two. never completed it no no so uh, I not, enjoyed it. Not Arkham City. I completed our. In fact, I completed Arkham Asylum on 100% completion. Yeah, I did yeah. that. Yeah. Arkham City, I never even completed it. No, I mean, I never 100% in Arkham City, but Arkham Knight feels like um, what they wanted to do with Arkham City. Yes, it's like they a lot fleshed out everything. Uh, I have seen that you, Aaron, because uh, Colin's internet has only just arrived, yeah. so I, don't, I haven't spied on him as much. Uh, but a lot of the time when you ignore my Rocket League invitations it was because you were playing lots and lots of uh, Batman which I 100% they they made a lot of improvement 100% 100% yeah was there did like a little paper streamer come out the front of the PlayStation confetti yeah I mean, it's just, it's somebody said cake around the house and, yeah. Yeah, yeah no his wife just came into the living room called him a sad bastard and left again yeah and that's all the gamers aspire for <laughs> can't imagine her saying that to you no she does yeah oh, okay. I, I consider that achievement now I think she's a dark How many gamer points? <laughs> she doesn't seem like she swears a lot, but I, I can I can see it happening. But only uh, to Aaron. Yeah, I was going to say. 
She she tenses it all up. She holds in all the abuse and anger until they're alone, and then she beats it repeatedly. Yeah, cut yeah. this, cut this now. I don't want to hear this. <laughs> I'll have it. No, I won't have it. No, don't. <laughs> but yes, yeah, Batman. So yeah, I've hundred percent of it. Excellent. Well done. So place. you can tell us everything about it. You can give us yeah, the most considered opinion. Do ever. not spoil. No, this is the thing because it's still quite fresh, and although we are pretty spoilerific on on this podcast. I'm not going to mention after the story at all. Okay. The story is terrible, but it's very good. I very much enjoyed so it. Was it was also listeners. fresh with a pH. No. No. Um, <laughs> Brian, <laughs> please stop talking to the rest of this part of the podcast. <laughs> Why was the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Why was that not spelt with a pH? Because that was the right era for that as well, surely. Because they had sense. Uh, Brian has no input for the rest of this now. <laughs> you have not played Batman, you must go sit in the corner. Yes. I'm aware of the concept of Batman, though. It's yeah. a, a very rich psychopath taking out his daddy's <laughs> issues on the poor and unfortunate. Uh, uh, yeah. Just like the conservative from, from a Marxist point of view. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, actually, yeah. I do find I do find Batman actually quite problematic. Yeah, because yeah. Of, no, I do as well. Uh, that sound, that makes me sound really po-faced. I mean, I, 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 I no, I, I love. It's if just, take it as a, as a, if you take it seriously, if, if think you think about, about, it, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, if you it. think about Batman too hard, then it's incredibly harsh. And yeah. but then. At the, if, as long as you don't think about it too much, you can go. Well, it's just it's just Batman yeah. jumping on people, and then you do realise it's a billionaire beating up poor in a suit of armour that poor people can't afford. Yeah, breaking their spines and arms so that they yeah. can't get a job, so See, they have to continue their life of crime <laughs> so Batman can break their other arms. For me, Batman yeah. and Iron Man have ruined the concept of billionaires for me because now I'm like Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, it's nice that you've got a book club, but why aren't you developing weaponized technology in order to take out crime at a street level? Well, here you go. Why are the, you not doing that? It's that, well, it's that Facebook post that went around for a while that was asking why none of the billionaires in the world have become Batman. Surely one of them has woken up in the morning and gone, I could do that. Yeah, yeah, Batman. You you would recommend highly to people play Batman? Yes, definitely. Um, there are yeah, I can I can see Colin's face that the listeners it's twisting can't. in contortion. Yeah, there are there are a few issues with it, mostly based around the Batmobile. It seems when it's used as an environmental tool, like another gadget in his, his utility belt within the. Um, Riddler challenges yeah, mostly. Yeah, Riddler challenges. There's a few missions that do use it as well, but yeah. it's amazing in that respect. Okay. So much fun. Travelling around the city in it, it starts to feel Running like, over poor people yeah, with electrical fields. And firing missiles at drones. Yeah. Because they that need man's to not allowed it. to kill anyone. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah exactly. His, that was one of the things I asked you. I said, I've just seen him like Batman blow blowing stuff up. Surely there's a guy in there and you're like, yeah. no, it's a drone, it's okay. Here's the two biggest oh, no. plot problems for me. First of all, the Arkham Knight, who I don't actually, I haven't finished the game, so I don't know who he is, so I can't Is it not Batman? No. no. Okay. Because you see so the it, Arkham Knight and Batman yeah. at the same time. Well, who is he when you see him then? There you go. That's he's, he's, who he is. he's the enemy, but you don't know who he is. Uh, he's someone from. Is he behind a screen? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but he's supposed to know Batman really well. Yeah, he's got a vendetta. Why didn't he just strap an innocent civilian to the drone? Yeah, because then there, there would be nothing Batman could do, or Batman would accidentally fire at it, then spend the rest of his life sulking in a corner. Yes. Mm-hmm. My second biggest gripe with um, is Batman, especially with the the vehicle. If you have his tank, and it is a tank, let's face it, yeah. nearby, you can perform a takedown with it. Yeah. In which you punch a man into the air, <laughs> then in slow motion the 
plastic balkanized bullet uh-huh. comes firing out the gun, hitting the guy in the side of the head, yeah. catapulting him twenty foot in the opposite direction, laying unconscious with quotes yeah. on the ground. Now, I don't know if anybody knows what happens when you shoot someone with a rubber or a plastic bullet. It uh, it actually hurts more than a real bullet. I don't know that I've experienced, but it doesn't break nerve endings. Um, it so it actually hurts more than a real bullet. Yeah. If you shoot someone in the head with a 50mm, a 50mm plastic rounds you are going to kill a man no no actually what you do is you break their spine and Wayne Enterprises was actually founded on the Wayne automated wheelchair That's so what fine. Batman's doing is he's actually using the criminals to fund to his fund own his fight own against them again that would be That's fine that's called Uggerous so yeah, it is, yeah. yeah that yeah. would be fine if he hit them in the back I could almost <laughs> believe that but he hits them in Square the side of the head the one thing I did enjoy about the uh, Batmobile is shooting the, poor people in the head. No, no, was the uh, RoboCop-like security system fitted on it. If you're off in the distance with your detective mode on, you could see through buildings and stuff like that, and you know where the Batmobile is because it's attached to your suit. Yes, radio waves and stuff, and you can science. See, yes, and you can see when a group of um, thugs will approach it, like you know they're going to break in, steal, steal the Batmobile, and you can press a button and then. The electrical field comes in, just electrocutes them all. That happens like in one of the films, doesn't it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. They, uh, I would like it to have a South African style flamethrower on the side. <laughs> uh, well, it might as um, well have, because when you're driving at, what, 18, 90 miles an hour down a street, <laughs> yeah. you hit a, a crook, a poor person stealing from a shop, um, you don't kill them. Instead, it fires off the electrical charge and they go catapulting into the air unconscious. <laughs> now, again, physics people, what happens when you get hit 90, uh, by a tank going 90 miles an hour, yeah. which then fires an electrical field for good measure? Uh, you you get, are not unconscious. You get an icky boo-boo. <laughs> what I've decided is Batman's detective vision where it says, unconscious on the enemies. He's, he's lying to himself. Yeah, he doesn't actually have no. detective vision at all. He's, he's, oh, just he's, got, he's got detective t- uh, detective vision, but it's programmed to say unconscious. No matter what he does to the criminals so, now. Actually, but, that's quite dark. So for the Dark Knight, yeah, it's yeah. quite dark. How could we make but, the Dark Knight even darker? Uh, he just blatantly pulls out a gun and shoots them in the face. Yeah. I and reckon, then their children. I reckon a crying about your parents minigame. <laughs> that could be quite good. That could make it quite darker. Um, I yeah. mean, don't get me wrong. It is a fun game. When he's doing the stealth in the school dog. Yeah, the, the stealth. If you've played Arkham Asylum or Arkham City, the stealth is pretty much exactly the same as yeah. it was. Um, it is fun. The, even the Batmobile can be fun yeah. and entertaining. Mm-hmm. Driving around the streets, although it makes no sense, is quite entertaining. Yeah, but it's definitely. I mean, I'm glad it's the end of the series. Yeah, it's, basically, they, it's done all it can do now. Yeah, they, they've made the perfect Batman simulator in essence. Yeah, so you yeah. Don't, don't need to bother with any others. I might pick it up. I might just borrow it off of one of you guys. Yeah, I mean, if if they turned around and went, yeah. Rocksteady are going to do a fourth, I would sigh and be disappointed I don't think they will because I mean they outsourced that prequel to another yes. studio which we don't count this. anymore apparently in the no. trilogy um, which was, was terrible it wasn't there were some good bits about it when he's doing the crime scene investigation which they put into this one that was really good yeah. he'd, he'd like find evidence and then reconstruct like a wireframe video of what would have happened yeah. so we could figure out where the next piece of evidence would be that was very clever but yeah the rest of it was just a bit bland oh we're I bringing just... in this secret villain that nobody, the Gotham's never seen which is the Joker because he's all over the box <laughs> <laughs> but you'll have no idea who this villain is with the chattering teeth around the corpses what's yeah. going on here 
It's, it's the joke. <laughs> we, we know this. And he's dead, by the way, because you killed him in the last game. Yeah. Yeah. So, so hooray. Um, Aaron, what have you been playing that's been particularly skullduggerous recently? Well, I have been playing Big Robot Limited's Sir, You Are Being Hunted. Or, if you change the gender in the game... Madam, you are being hunted. Which I love. Yeah, it's just a little switch, changes the it, name on there, and it announces you as, oh, madam, this is happening to you now. You must look at this. Oh, okay. okay. Just a little, little touch. Which I, has massively endeared them to me yeah. before I well, even knew anything about the game. You told me that quite early on, and I went, ooh. Yeah. Just because it's a nice little touch. Yeah, yeah I like that. Nice little so, thing. well done, you guys. Yeah. Um, it's a stealth game, in essence. You are playing some form of scientist-y type person but you pick your class at the start as a sort of change of difficulty and things um, and your experiment has gone wrong and exploded <laughs> um, and you've got a standing stone you used to teleport to these islands um, but the power nodes have all scattered all over the rest of the islands and you now have to find them unfortunately just like in real life yes yeah. um, unfortunately the islands are inhabited by human hating robots who are hunting you down of course. Very much like British fox hunting. So, yeah, the whole point is to sneak in and um, steal these power nodes from them and bring them back to standing stone so you can teleport away from the islands. Yeah. Um, it's built in the Unity engine, so it's not necessarily the prettiest oh. looking of games. <laughs> yes. Sorry, that's nothing to do with game. But at uni, I have to work with the Unity engine, and I'd rather grate my own face. I've, I've it's seen a how... Unity engine, so surely you should love it. You're looking at me like you're going to grate my face. That's exactly <laughs> what I was just thinking. Uh, have I? Have I? We, should, we need to put a pun count on so that I can yeah. stop. Sorry. Um, no, the pun was fine. It was the fact that you mentioned that word again. It just, it just, it something pulsating. Yeah, it yeah I, this isn't a feeling I've got as a non-programming person. That Unity can be quite much of a pain in the backside to program. When, when, when we very briefly were going to make a game, that was the first choice of our programmer. Yeah, but I wasn't going to program it, so that was fine. But yeah. I have to work in it, and I hate it. But yeah, ah, fair enough. It can be difficult, but they've done a brilliant job with it. Mm, okay. It's, um, Oh yeah, if you know what you're doing, yeah. I just don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this thing because I don't know anything about it. That's how that's how wars start. <laughs> <laughs> more more credit due to the guys who created that. Yeah, they've done such a good job of it. Everything feels very sparse. Yeah, uh, there's not much on the hood. On the hood, thankfully. Yeah, yeah. so it's not overcomplicated which is good with a stealth game you best we sorry it's just that like he said the hood there for a second yeah. <laughs> and it was like what, what game what? is this Sparks in the hood what type yeah. of island are we on um, by the rap group no rappers here <laughs> Sparks in the hood <laughs> I ain't got no guns ain't got no Apologies. bitches please don't <laughs> so um, yeah so everything's very sparse there's limited amount well not I wouldn't say limited amounts of sound effects there's not loads of them everywhere mm. the music's not on all the time um, but obviously with the stealth game it's when it's there you know something's going on okay so it's very clear and stuff so you can hear the robots quite often in the distance because they chunt to themselves in stereotypical upper class oh so they're tough robots they are tough even robots. better yeah. mm. um, there's even the uh, the middle class squire who patrols the villages at certain points of the game who's who's non-violent and won't attack you unless you start stealing from them and then he's going to get you 
Um, oh, leave, leave you alone. It sounds delightfully quaint. It is. Yes, it's in it's a sort of in a steampunky kind of style, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Because you've got that kind of that Victorianish feel, but with the robot technology. Yes. Yeah. And you, you appear to have a butler who's trying to lead you through mm. the stones over over the, some sort of radio device. I'm assuming, um, but you, you you could hide in long grass because you're wearing a tweed jacket. Which oh, excellent! Keeps you well hidden, um, which is shown on a small. Uh, circular at the bottom of your screen uh, with an eye that gets gradually more prominent the more visible you are okay. and uh, some little concentric red circles that expand out the more noise you're making when you're running or anything like that as we've all had happen sometimes when like we go the, out uh, at night Far yeah. Cry theme uh, Far Cry mechanics for sneaking yes yeah and it works really well um, robots have got they don't have like this is like Metal Gear side where it's like uh, you can see the coned vision but they've got yeah that never made sense to me yeah uh, red red visors on their eyes sort of thing they can spot you from a big distance away hmm. um, so you have to be quite careful if you hear them off yeah. the things um, they'll patrol and try and hunt you down they're very clever with that yeah um, but you got a limited amount of kind of let's say assault options um, as you're breaking through the houses and stuff to find food because you've got to keep your vitality up because you'll starve to death if you don't. So we're not a robot. No, you're human. Okay. Just one hunting you. Uh, yeah, keep up. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> that was a bit harsh of me, actually. <laughs> Did you say that earlier and I missed it? Um, I said, well, human hating robots. I did implied, but I didn't really specify. Oh. Um, no, I should have got that. <laughs> it's fine. So, yeah, so. If I managed to get it. Um, so, you've got various different types of robots that will hunt you down. Yeah, you say limited assault options. You yes, can is, fight yeah. them? Yes. Um, they occasionally will infight. There's different groups of them that want you. Um, okay. And you can raid their bodies, you can find weapons in their houses and things like that. Most of the weaponry is distraction based, so you'll find. Yeah. Victorian toy trains that you can set up or make a noise that will fall oh, wow. over uh, bottles that are sometimes are filled with drink that can restore your health and well, not your health your vitality and then once they're empty you can use it to throw and shash off in the distance yeah we've all done that uh, yeah there are bear traps obviously they're used to trap humans but you can use it to trap and immobilise the robots but you won't kill them so I, it, for a second now I thought you'd gone quite urban there's bear traps man <laughs> there's bear in the traps <laughs> they're like they're like everywhere in King <laughs> it's okay because it's a sparse hood yeah so it's a sparse hood that's because the traps have caught everyone yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, you've got uh, hatchets and things like that, which you can use, but you have to be quite close. You've got the shotguns that they're equipped with. Um, you can steal them off those. But okay. They are sort of hunting shotguns, so you need to be quite close. And they're presumably quite noisy and will attract the attention yes. of robots. Yeah, so you've got a shotgun, revolver, and a rifle you can find, and yeah. ammunition. You've got limited inventory space, you can only hold so much of this stuff. Um, but yeah, they cause a lot of noise, so if you fire it, you might kill off one of the robots, but you'll attract six more at the distance. Okay. So you can use it as a distraction method. How, Again. how much of it have you played? Um, I've managed to clear one full island's worth of the standing stones. So there seems to be three islands, one in each of the compass directions, okay. so you travel between boats. And that's taken you... Um, I've played it for about three, four hours. Okay. okay. Um, it doesn't mark up where the standing stones are on the map. So you've got to properly search. Organically search. Yeah, you'll see like white smoke off in the distance, which mm. is where they've smashed into the floor. And yeah. that's all you've got. So you've got to try and remember 
the maps, which are all procedurally generated each yeah. time you start. So it's different. It's almost like a roguelike. Yes. Is it is it permadeath, or can you save and go back? You can save and go back every okay. time you get to a standing stone or a bow. You've got a choice of saving. Okay. Um, it's PC only. Yes, as far as I'm aware, PC okay. only. Yeah. Uh, there is a multiplayer component to it, where you can race other people to find um, standing stones. The person with the most wins. Okay. Against the robots, so I haven't had a chance to play it that, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, that sounds uh, intriguing. Hmm. Yeah. So I, I'm tempted to have a go if my laptop wasn't made out of heat and thermonuclear burning fuel because it. Yeah. I mean, that's the big, melts. big issue with anything that runs with the Unity engine. It's very processor intensive. I I think my, even my laptop, which is not a high end gaming laptop, I bought it to deal with games. I hear that. Fan whirring to keep everything cooled down, and I've got it on medium settings. It looks fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it or anything else. And again, the programming in it's not the problem. Mm-hmm. It's that Unity Engine does that to yeah. everything. Every game is programmed, and so they've done a lot with what they've got. Might need to chop this. So I'll leave a slight pause. Yeah, I think Wasteland, Wasteland Two, was done in the Unity Engine, and I got quite far in that game, but I couldn't ever play it for more than half an hour at a time because it made my laptop melt yeah and I'm really looking forward um, I'm really looking forward to it coming out on PS4 uh, later this month so that I can play it yeah because I really would have liked to talk about Wasteland 2 when we talked about post-apocalyptic games but I just I think I've played seven or eight hours but in tiny bit bite-sized chunks and what I really want to do is book a day off and play it and just get really into it and I just thought I couldn't talk about it yeah, yeah. I mean this probably is best being cut but I think the reason for it is uh, Unity runs off the processor rather than the graphics card which keeps the cost mm. of the engine down Yeah, um, and it's supposed to be more accessible because it runs off the processor yeah. rather than the graphics card so it's less problems there's less yeah. problems yeah. but the problem is with the way we build games now and games have to be big you yeah. can't you can't just make 1980s Mario again because well that'd be shit it's not built for it which is why we know this year we're not um, they've thrown it out the window they told us Unity is redundant and no point learning Mm. it and so my last two years of work has been pointless is that what you've been learning yeah and it's pointless nobody does uses it now it's it's, um, where everyone's turned to the Unreal Engine which is now free Oh right, Unreal, that's why yeah I was going to say because Unreal has been about for ages yeah Unreal 4 is Unreal 5 so uh, no, Unreal Four, I think it is, is now is now free for people to build games on, and is better. Yeah, be so likely, yeah. everyone will be switching to the Unreal Engine instead yeah. of Unity now. Yeah, okay, but yeah, that's good. So yeah, I'd be actually be quite tempted to to pick that. Up. I find stealth games quite frustrating though. Um, it depends I, how well they're done. Yes. Yeah. Well, I I mean I played Dishonored. I've played Thief and I've played Hitman, which are all fairly recent games, the recent iterations of those. Yeah. Uh, well, Dishonored's fairly recent anyway. And I always felt, I mean, they give you, most of those sorts of games, they give you a score at the end. That's always and a bad And it encourages you to be stealthy. And I feel like I'm not playing correctly or not playing well if I get caught and then sort of murder my way out of the situation yeah. and get to the end. Um, so I end up quick saving and reloading all the time to try yeah. and do every bit perfectly, and then you don't get that organic flow. And I, I find that I don't, that point, I don't no. play much of them because I really want, I want to do it properly. I don't know; it's probably a fault yeah. on my end, but no, I no, just I, I want I want I to enjoy. It. I rush out and I buy these games. I bought Dishonored the day it came out. Yeah. Um, I've been a Thief fan um, for years, um, but the moment I got 
uh, Deus Ex, the new the Human Revolution, which is maybe a little bit older now. But the fact that I could load up on guns and just go and murder people, I was like, thank God for that, because I can actually enjoy the yeah. game. <laughs> well, the, the thing with with stealth, there's there's things that people keep developers and and keep messing up. First of all, don't keep score. Um, if someone screws something up, ends up shooting a guy and having to hide his body in a cupboard somewhere, well, that's fine. You shouldn't give the guy an F for doing it because it's frustrating and makes people stop playing the game because they haven't done it properly, like mm. Brian. Yeah. Second of all... Byword for failure, Brian. <laughs> give better clarification on enemy placements, maps, because often you have to play the level multiple times to learn... It's a bit of a trial and error system, where yeah. if it then punishes you and goes, you didn't do it very well, you need to yeah. do this mission again. Yeah, you end point. up replaying... Oh, no, I want to do the mission again. I yeah. want to find out what happened to Jeff and the guy he's looking for. And third of all, when... <laughs> the voice went strange the, there. I mean, Batman 8 actually, I think, ha- has balanced it the best way with the stealth and action gameplay, where when you are going in stealthy... And you fuck it up because you press the wrong button and just dive bomb straight into the middle of the enemy going, ta-da, with jazz hands. <laughs> it, it gives you the, the fighting mechanics to make up for that mistake and it yeah. doesn't feel like you fucked it up. So rather than yeah. going, oh, I might as well throw it away and start again, it's, I meant to do that all along because mm. it's now looked like I've meant to do that and it's fine. So if you're going to make a stealth game, make there an option to go to correct yourself rather than going you might as well just put the controller down die and reload well this is the thing I really like about Sergio because I'm the same with stealth games because I'm rubbish at stealth as a general rule I mean I love Metal Gear Solid but I'm I'm not very I generally don't have the patience quite a lot of the time and then it starts to I don't like the idea that I'm sitting there waiting it's like I'm playing a game entertain me are you not entertained no I'm playing a different game (laughs) but it's, it's never uh, oh, so I got into it and started playing it and went I can see the merit in this I can see what's good and playing it for a little while I think I'm going to get frustrated because I'm having to be slow and patient and everything else and then it introduced that I could have guns to defend myself if need be uh, the fact that you can yeah. save it but it's also still roguelike between each map Yeah, um, mm. is, is a nice balance so I can go around and investigate the map and I die and it's like okay fair enough but the map's not so huge that it's going to put you off um, I can still save my progress if I do something really well or find something amazing. Yeah. Um, everything's nicely balanced for it. And I haven't got frustrated when I've kept wanting to come back and try again. Okay. It's yeah, not it's got so the same good. point as other stealth games I've got where I've gone, oh, well, well, I don't understand how to do this. I can't stealth. It's rubbish. I've been Everything's spotted. Tricky. I might as well turn mm. it off now. Having having that option of, I've been spotted. Okay, I've shot the guy with a silenced pistol. I won't do that again. Makes it better. Having, I mean, I remember in Hitman Absolution, if you screw up and, and somebody notices you've killed someone, that's it for the rest of that level. You have no choice but to firefight your way out. Yeah. Instead of going, oh, you screwed up, or you shot the guy. Don't worry. Just don't do it again. Yeah. I say, don't get me wrong, you can die very quickly in it, you know, if you get surrounded by things. But if yeah. you've done that, you've really screwed up. You can get spotted by something, go, ooh, and dive down quickly. And they'll have a hunt for you, but if you're clever about it, you can distract them off. And you've got the way is, of getting Isn't out that of half space. the fun in stealth games, though? Getting caught and going, oh, bugger it, and yeah. running away. Yeah, and so then... I like that. I mean, yeah. there's there's something there's something to be said for when you do something stealthy and it's re- it works yes. really yeah. well. Oh, yeah. Um, but I hate it. I mean, Grand Theft Auto does this. Follow this car to, the, to where oh. it's going. And you get too close and the bar fills up and it ends the mission. Yeah. yeah. It's like, that's bad game design. Yes. Yeah. Your game, your game, especially if you're... Tacking yourself as an open world sandbox, your game should be able to respond. 
Yeah. Yeah. But no, because it needs to get to the next cutscene to tell you the next little bit of thing. Yeah. I mean, and then your character gets discovered anywhere, and there's a massive firefight. Well, yeah. Shut up. Yeah. It's... So yeah, stuff like I, I, it's when it gives me a score and it tells me I'm rubbish for doing it at the end, yeah. and I'm like, no, but I just played the game. Yeah, give me a note. <laughs> it's the, apparently just score you once you've got all the things. It does give you a kind of rating. Yeah, but I haven't seen. I know, yet, and I, I imagine by the writing of everything else in it, it'd be slightly silly. Yes, you know, it's, it's not gonna, it's not penalising for you. It's like you could. Do if it, it's going to come up and what? say you're rubbish in a comical way, that's fine because that's that's it. But coming up at the end of each level and going F, yeah. Do you want to replay this, dear? You yeah. should probably replay this. Well, no, I struggled with enough. No. <laughs> screw you game you've made it really difficult to know what the hell I'm doing and dropped me in a zone and gone this guy will spot you from a million miles away bully why yeah and at which point you know you get to these things and those stealth things they lose their tension because you're learning the routines or everything and as this you've been so you've been you've, you're being hunted it's yeah. genuinely been tense the entire time I've played it no, mm. it's kept me there enough and yeah. the seventies, the Warriors style music that plays occasionally in the background. Oh, um, excellent! Um, really, really fits everything. So nice. you, you do feel like you're being hunted down by people. You've got to be careful. It's yeah. good. Excellent. Sounds really good. Um, I think that's all we've got time for. Yeah. Today. So um, thank you for listening. Um, We've talked a lot about skullduggery and being secretive, um, but there is one thing we don't want you to be skullduggerous about, and that is this podcast. Uh, so if you like it, let us know, talk to us, tweet to us. Um, there's some links um, below wherever you're you're finding this, yep. and you can come and find us. Um, and let other people know as well, share it. Um, the more people that know about it, the more the stuff cons- we'll be able to do in the future. Yes. Uh, Break the conspiracy. Break the conspiracy. Yes, you need to. You need to stop the sinister government overlords and their mass-produced podcasts in favour of our crusted artisanal podcasts. <laughs> I've kind of gone gone off on a tangent there already. Only an agent for the government would say that type of thing. <gasps> no. Um, so uh, yes, uh, let us know. Tweet to us um, if you've got any opinions you'd like to share. Anything you'd like us to cover? Anything that you particularly enjoyed? Uh, please let us know. We can do more of it. We can cover the things that you, our loyal listeners, uh, uh, want us to cover. Yeah. Um, and I'd just like to say thank you to everyone who's listened to us so far. It's been quite nice to know that we're not just sat here essentially talking to ourselves uh, <laughs> for no particular purpose. You're only allowed to do that if you're rich. <laughs> um, so thank you for, for listening. Um, and in true secret agent style, I've been Brian Plasma Otter Ennis. I've been Aaron Gaseous Platypus Ravinsky. And I've been Colin Nuclear Crocodile. Goodbye! Bye! Ah!